Ladies and gentlemen, as always, welcome back to the DV Show. I'm your host, Beads. I'm here with my co-host, Chen. Chen, how are you doing on this fine NBA Tuesday? Well, uh, you know, I'm doing all right. Bucks are still undefeated, so it's a good day. They have Pistons tomorrow, so Bucks. knock on wood, should be all right. Bucks are uh, indeed very good, as expected. Yeah, they're good. They're good at basketball, man. But um, scoop of the day, I guess. Uh, the Nets fired Steve Nash today. Immediately. Yeah, apparently. Uh, what was that? So, what's your? Do you have an immediate reaction? Too soon, in my opinion. Like I get there one and five, but then they won against Pacers, and I believe they play again at night. And it's like I don't know. I I just think it was definitely too soon, and I don't really know how to even really look at Steve Nash's coaching career. I guess I feel like I might be in the same boat as a lot of people. Is like he might be a good coach, like. You look at Jason Kidd, his first two stints, the Nets and Bucks were bad. But the way he's made the Mavericks, I mean, they have Luka and Christian Wood. And even last year, like what he could do with basically just Luka and Brunson. Like I love Brunson, but if you're number two is a six one guard with it's just I'm assuming Steve Nash is gonna get another opportunity, but I really don't have like in terms of instant reaction of like is this going to make the Nets better or worse? I don't know. It kind of seemed like KD and Kyrie were out on Steve Nash. So if yeah, they're already kind of – I think that's the, the bottom line here. The, the reason it happened in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, look, we talk about here's, – here's my problem with this is <laughs> – you know, the meme is always like, how does this affect LeBron's legacy? Like, okay, how did like sub in KD? Because this is exactly what KD wanted. And that's why I've never understood why he's been so discontent ever since he left Golden State. Because he's playing with Kyrie where he wanted to. He had Harden. He that just didn't work. I don't even know if he played like 10 games with Harden. So I don't even know how to like classify that. Gage. Yeah. I don't even know if Steve Nash wanted to be a coach before he got a call from Kevin Durant saying, Hey, do you want to coach us? And then it was like mid last season after they'd gone through all this roster change and all these changes, he just like turned his back on the guy that he picked. He's like, I want to leave. He did request a trade, right? I'm pretty sure he did. Oh yeah, he did. And so it's just like, what are you, I, I don't understand it. Like to the slightest, like at some point, you have to actually like go on the basketball court and compete. And somewhere in between 2016 OKC Kevin Durant and 2022 Brooklyn Nets Kevin Durant, that aspect is almost gone for KD. Like I, I hate to be that guy and call him out for that, but like the bottom line, I, I just don't understand it. Like, what do you have to complain about? What excuse do you have to be one in five? That roster is better than one in five. It's you and Kyrie. Are we just? Here's, I guess, here's my question: Are we just past? Are we like, are we? Is this going to be the year we look back at and we say, okay, we're past the LeBron and Kevin Durant era? They're too old. Kind of seems like it might shape out uh, that way, but both teams have a lot of different parts. Like just, and that's why, like, yeah, I, I kind of agree that it probably was KD that pushed him out. I don't think it's a good decision, you know, 
on his part. But like the Nets, I believe Royce O'Neal was a new addition. Uh, there was another, I believe it was a guard they picked up. I, I am not, can't think of his name. And listen, Ben Simmons is obviously a major one. So, yeah, I think the roster is better, but I also think they need time. Joe Harris just came back from injury. Like, it's it wasn't going to be pretty to start. And well, they it had just a feels tough like they were start. like, like they played against the Sixers, the Bucks. They were close in all of them. Um, yeah, like, I, I just it, don't really see the reason to fire Steve Nash, I guess, at this point. No, that's, that's the part opinion. that doesn't make sense to me either. Like, if you were this, if he was this close to being like on the hot seat, sure, you're gonna seat. fire him six games into the season. Like, this isn't this isn't the NFL where it's like six games into the season is like a third of your season. Like, the, right. they haven't even played ten percent of their games yet. So, like, yeah, it doesn't. No, it really, it's like the decision it, was it would be made. like after going zero and two in the NFL, you cut bait with your coach, like. That's the equivalent. Yeah, and you have and that's like, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, it'd be like if the Bucks started zero and two. Actually, no. Uh, yeah, you could say the Bucks started zero and two this year, and Brady just ran Todd Bowles out of town. Like that. That I think is like the NFL equivalent, or even like if Matt Lafleur just got his got King no, that, going zero and two. It, it really is. I don't like think I don't want to say like. Situation. I think Todd Bowles is better because Lafleur actually has had more success than Steve Nash, in my opinion. But like, it's not apples to oranges. So, but it really makes look unless they're a shoe in, and I think it's very likely they're a shoe in to hire Ime Doka. Mm. It really doesn't make much sense. So unless that deal has like already been written and they're waiting like a day to announce it to get yeah, they just want him. Yeah, um, which I think I, if I had to guess, I, that's what Woj said. That's what Adam, uh, Ian Rappaport said. Like, not Rappaport, he's the NFL guy. It was Woj. I forget who the other NBA guy is. Um, but Shams, who probably Shams, yeah, probably, probably right. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know how I felt that like, how do you feel about it being Ime Adoka, Adoka in Brooklyn? That's probably the best thing for them because he was the guy that swept them. You know, like not literally, obviously, that was the team, but he drew up the game plan that ultimately swept the Nets last year. I mean, this had, they had Kyrie and KD. I understand they had Ben Simmons, but the way Ben Simmons is looking, that wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, you should win um, a game with Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Yeah, like realistically, too. But it's like, they just – he drew up just a master class game plan, and so it makes sense as an organization to be like, let's go get the guy that beat us. Like, it's one of KD's classic moves. Like, they're just <laughs> – you would think <laughs> if KD's going to recommend a coach, he's going to recommend one that's going to follow in his footsteps. So it makes a lot of sense. And uh, I guess to just answer your original question on is this going to be the year we look back and be like, is it the end like the – LeBron KD era, people could make the argument that it was already over. Yeah. Yeah. You could. But I also, you know, was kind of touching on the fact that I do think the Nets are going to get better and improve the Lakers as well. They moved Russ to the bench and finally got a win. Like, 
things are going to get better for these teams, not worse. But I would say like they're not. I don't, yeah, I didn't have either of these teams in like my top two or three contenders. You can realistically yeah. say that that's on like a good. I mean, game, does 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 KD does KD buy in to Adoka? Because I don't think they see success unless he does, and he didn't. I don't think. I, I think he that. probably made the call, or like talks that he's like. You know, go get this dude. I mean, because he's uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know Ime Adoka for his defensive coaching. Honestly, yeah, probably. Like, I mean, and that's that what, what stuck out to me about the Celtics. But like, I, I, I think initially Katie was like, "Let's get an offensive guy in." Steve Nash realized we have plenty of offense. <laughs> Katie can sleepwalk to thirty. Let's go get a defensive coach, specifically the one that knows how to stop us. And him and Kyrie probably thought they were unstoppable for a very good point. So I think this would be a really good match. I think KD, if he's smart, will buy in, especially because I'm just assuming he signed off on this. Like, where do we yeah. just, we just got to assume that even if it wasn't his pick. Is this his last, is this his last year in his contract? He's got like three more years. He signed a six-year deal, or did he resign? Or like it was, yeah, he like resigned. I you'd have to fact check me on that, but I think that was why there was just not a trade in the works for him because, like, it was. He's got two years left. Two years, okay. Well, actually, what year did he, he sign? Player option. He signed a four-year deal, but I don't know what year he signed. Um, no, this is his last year, which is which would make sense why there wasn't a trade. Okay, well, regardless, sorry, he I, I, just signed a four year deal. I mean, I just read that wrong. He's not a free agent until 2026. Okay, so yeah, we'll you were you were correct. I misread that. Okay, okay, well, yeah, uh, I mean, that's that does make it in terms and of he's value, 34. Saw what Gobert got. Oh. Yeah, he's going to be 38. Uh-huh. And we see what LeBron's doing, but... He's going to be 38 and making 53 million. Right, yeah. And not everyone is LeBron. And now, granted, Katie's game should translate well for him. I don't know how well his mobility is going to do later in his career, but... People change. Like, I always say, like, I, yeah. I, I always just, like, refrain from saying, oh, he's not going to transition well to be an older player. Because there's – you look at guys, I mean, just off the bat, like MJ and Kobe, who just completely changed, like, their identity from high-flying slasher to, like, a post-up, post-fade, like, you know. That is true. Ancient, or, or guys like Derrick Rose, guys who just kind of, like, morph their game as their Lopez. Exactly. Guys who have morphed their game as their body has started to deteriorate. So it's not uncommon. I, I would be shocked if Kevin Durant doesn't find success. I mean, he can well, shoot the ball well enough to be on a team at 38. So Right. I was going to add, it seems like the change is to be able to shoot. Yeah. And since he's already got that, he should be good for a while. But I, mean, I would agree. Uh, the, for, the, the, the real question mark is, will he be worth $53 million in, in 2026? And yeah, that's time will tell. tell. Yeah, very hard to tell. Especially with the injury history. But, but yeah, this is a weird if, – if, if it is Adoka, 
how do you feel if you're the Celtics? If you're Jason uh, Tatum, like they they got this coach who's the youngest in the NBA. He's thirty four. I mean, they look good. Don't get me wrong, but I think there's got to be a level of like, <laughs> how did that happen? Right? Like if you told me this in June. Yeah. You know. No. I mean, it, it, and nobody knows what the story. Turn. Nobody knows what the real story was either. Right. And that could be part of it is the Celtics are just like ready to move on. Like they just think coming back from suspension seems like this coach is coaching well. You don't want to have to make that kind of decision. And they're probably just going to let the Nets make it for them. And that's fine. And I guess for, you know, a player aspect of it, like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, if they're playing well, I don't think they're going to be upset, but I don't know what their personal relationship was like. You know, like I think. Yeah, it's tough to tell. It's all speculation. But it all all speculation. But I would say, I think if it was important, um, not saying it's like they don't have, like they might have like a solid relationship, but like if it really mattered to them, they probably would be playing well under this new coach. That's just my opinion. I feel like they, you know, play a little bit worse uh yeah i agree i think that's fair (laughs) i don't really have much to add that's fair i I just at the bottom line like to circle back before we move on to circle back to steve nash uh, i think he should get another opportunity somewhere i think that there's just been so much roster turnover in his tenure that it's like yeah it's hard to assess how do you blame him (laughs) In a sense, like how how do you how do you know if he was good or bad? Like it's going to be a risk, but I think Jason Kidd is a great example of guys who a guy who struggled early on as a coach and and is now kind of found his groove. Um, still looking for a little playoff success out of him, but I mean they did go to the West Finals, so never mind. You know. Right? Yeah, and take a couple games off Golden State. I mean, I got to give yeah, him yeah, with their roster, I think I, that's that's impressive. So. Yeah, I don't – you should have just made the move before the season started, if you ask me. It sounds like this was already – Writing happening. was on the wall. Yeah, but let's pivot. Um, we can talk about the Bucks a little bit. What's uh, – yeah, I know you're going to – I know you're going to enjoy that. What? I'll phrase the question like this. What's it going to take to beat them come April, come May? The only thing that has beaten us in the past is you don't have teams beating us. It's we just don't shoot as well. We shoot ours like it's Giannis does his thing, and then we'll shoot like extremely bad with a thousand years past with Bledsoe, a bunch of guys that don't matter anymore, clearly. But like this year's roster, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, how we I'll tell you how we lost last year was not having Middleton, you know, again. Injuries. Injuries. Holiday putting up 30 shots isn't just didn't go well for him. He shot very poorly. Yet that series still went to seven. And it was really due to like an Al Horford, like 30 game, 30 point game performance. And then Marcus Smart, like the next game at like 26 or something. Like there's just some crazy fluky stuff that happened there which which to be fair always happens in the playoffs 
there's always somebody it or some team does, that steps up to the key moment. But it's like if we just had like one more of our guys. Like we no, I, I agree. So, if you have Middleton, it's not like you win the series. Like you're going right. To so when it's you know, and then the year prior, obviously they won against the Suns for the finals. So it's like, what's stopping them here? It's like, well, if we just miss like all of our shots and go extremely cold. I mean, on any set night in the NBA, you can lose or injuries. Like that's pretty much it. I think <laughs> because what bonafide. team is constructed? It, it, you, can you? I guess my question is to is I I'm struggling to even think of a team. Is there any team in the NBA that can realistically like has a matchup advantage against the Bucks? Um, like, the Bucks aren't going to be able defense, to cover defensively. A maybe the the best team that has a chance of slowing the Bucks down, in my opinion, might be either the Celtics or the Nuggets. Um, offensively, I know they're struggling, and we can mention it when we talk about them later. But I think that if you guys got into a shootout with Golden State, it, that matchup to me seems like no team can stop the other team. Like both team matches up very well against that team's defense i guess right. really you know, golden tours yeah that that's and and if that's the case i'm gonna take golden state um if which they mark down as, yeah yeah which is you know say what you want like i think that that would be I, that's the series i'm rooting for come june because i think that would be the most entertaining i think that oh, would be sure. the game's two best players going at it in the finals and who i, I can't even name the last time that I, that actually happened so as right. a fan that's what I'm rooting for. Um, the one matchup that I do find interesting as well would be you guys against Denver, um, just because I think that they do have the interior defense to potentially slow Giannis down and force the force the shooters to w- win you guys games rather than uh, Giannis. So, um, yeah, it, it, I mean it's a tough question because they're six and zero. You know I, th- that that that's a very short list of teams that I think have the potential to outscore the Bucks. That's not even yeah. I didn't even answer the question in a seven game series either, you know. Um yeah, so. that's that's really I think the the bottom line and what makes it so problematic is the success of the Jordan teams back in you know the nineties. You knew Jordan was good for 35 every night. Yeah. It was a very reliable thing. You build up a decent team around them. You're going to win every year. Yeah. LeBron James, as much as you can not say he's on the level. Well, they're on the same level, but LeBron, you know, at 9, 10, whatever straight finals appearances. Exactly. He's good for 30 some every night. That's what Giannis is at this point. And oh, he's the, the best player. He's the best player in the world. Right. And so you got that team that's around him. And honestly, they could probably make playoffs. Like, Holiday, Middleton, Lopez, Portis, they could get a playing spot. And so when you add Giannis to that mix, that just screams to me like clearly the front running team should not lose, like should go. I mean, to this, the is, this isn't this is like, news. <laughs> you know, this, no, it's not. But it, it really reminds you're me saying like, it like it's this giant, like, oh, this team's a contender. Like, no, we all knew this. They're six and oh. Like, well, I'm just, you know, as a Bucks fan, I'm obviously going to be happy. But yeah. in terms of the, like, escape of, like, the Eastern Conference, it seemed that it was going to be 
more crowded this year. Things are going to get interesting. I think it's going to be interesting with the middle playoff teams and towards the bottom. But, like, in terms of who's coming out of the East, this is kind of like the Cavs-Warriors years all over again, except I don't know who's coming out of the West. I just know it's going to be Giannis. It's a barring injury to him, really, at this point. I think they could honestly, the way they're playing, they've shown they can win without Middleton. They've beaten the Nets, the Sixers. It would be tough, but I wouldn't even have to completely hold it against him. He's at that point in his career where you spill all LeBron gets to the finals without Kevin Love and Kyrie. Like some players are just too good. I have to agree. Um, I, I think, you know, people talk about, oh, you know, Bird and Magic were the face of the league. We kind of mentioned this with Katie and, and Grant. Bird and Magic passed the torch to Michael. Uh, Jordan passed to Kobe. Kobe to LeBron. Uh, Katie kind of played second fiddle for a long time, but LeBron was the face of the league. And I think that Giannis is next up. I mean, you could argue that the last couple of years have been Steph Curry, but, um, you know, Giannis is clearly next up and maybe Luka, but – I, I, at this point, I think we're entering an era where Giannis begins to stack up championships and um, starts to build starts to build his his case against the rest of the rest of the Mount Rushmore. So I I, I agree with everything you're saying. It's going to be the Bucks are the toughest out in the league right now. That's fantastic news to my ears, <laughs> and it's it'll continue obviously tonight or excuse me tomorrow night. They got the Pistons, but on the uh, on the on the note, flip on the flip side of yeah. six and zero, oh, um, there's a team that we we have talked extensively about. So we can oh, you have to reserve like, our. We'll, we'll talk about them a little bit. Um, the Lakers are one in five, and you know you sat here last week and you begged me to take back my hesitance and dislike for the Grizzlies. I am now doing the same for you with more evidence. If you had one mulligan on your playoff predictions, uh, I I am begging you, please take the Lakers off of your three seed because they're terrible. There's a really good reason why I'm not going to. They did what I wanted them to do and what they needed to do for them to be a three seed. And that is put Russ on the bench. Because not only did it help their bench unit get cohesion, it made the bench shooters get more open looks because Russ was there causing problems for the other team's second unit. They were able to use other guys on the floor because they have to worry about getting the ball in Russ's hands. They're able to get AD and LeBron every moment. It wasn't Russ, you know, sabotaging possession or, Going who, solo. Who did it, start over Russ? Oh, uh, it was like a lineup of AD LeBron, Pat Bev, I believe Austin Reeves and Lonnie Walker. They're starting Austin Reeves. Hey, Hillbilly LeBron kind of goes crazy. I'm not going to lie. Oh, my god. And gosh. Uh, Hillbilly Kobe, sorry. But th- listen, and the only reason I'm like, really sold on this is going to keep working is they beat the Nuggets, who we just mentioned, who is going to be a problem, especially defensively down low. And not only did LeBron and AD still do their things, 
They were able to get the rest of the team involved. Russ actually did look good off the bench. He had like 18, 8, and 8 off the bench. That's really good. I think Darvin Ham might have found something here. And well, we, we were all screaming it from the beginning of the year. We said this would work better if he came off the bench. Right. And so that's why I'm not only am I not panicked, I ain't mulligan nothing, man. I'm riding with the Lake Show all the way. We I th- will see. I, I think they got they could go even higher than three. Granted, you know, if some of these rough starts from the Western teams, there are some rough starts. Run. There are some rough starts. We, we, you know what? If you don't mind, let's pivot to Golden State a little bit. I'm, I'm a little interested to hear where you're at. They're, they're, they're three and four, um, three and one at home, zero oh and three on the road. Correct. Obviously, I'm assuming I'm definitely not pressing any panic button or holding any any reservations at all. But I guess the question is, my question for you is, what's the uh, what, what, why do you think the reason for the for the early season struggles? Is it just uh, championship layover, not not as fresh legs, or is it uh, something else? It's a really. I'm just going to keep sticking to the point, especially when it you know applies to. Because it's the start of the season, and if a team's got a lot of moving parts, like you look at the Bucks, we're missing Milton, but our entire roster is the same. So we're going to start fine. Everybody's in cohesion. The Warriors, yeah, they're able to bring back everybody, but they also have new additions to the rotation in terms of James Wiseman. That's a big deal considering it's your center. Yeah, like that changes a lot of things on the floor, especially him being a younger prospect. I believe even like Kuminga's getting more minutes. They're doing different things than they did when they were in their playoff mode, trying to win every game. They're definitely using some more guys in rotation. And Clay Thompson's been just bad. I'm not pressing the panic button on him yet. I think he even missed last game. But overall, he's been shooting pretty poorly, and that's just not going to continue. Um, and I think it's they're still going to probably struggle. Like, it worked out for them, but, like, they just paid Jordan Poole when, you know, it's going to be the time. I think Thompson's like 34 now that Jordan Poole eats into those minutes or even – I think he already takes is. Over he's, the definitely, he's definitely eating into the minutes. I think it's a matter of when he breaks the starting lineup. Yeah. Like, but I'm just wondering if that might happen at a certain point should Clay Thompson continue to struggle. I just don't due think... the fact that Jordan Poole's not – I mean, him and Steph both dropped 30 on the same night. They've shown they can play side by side. I think that I think the pool off the bench is a little similar to the Westbrook situation for now, um, just because he can go in there and just. I I think that pool's. I mean, he's a borderline. I, I don't want to say this and catch flag for it, but he's a borderline all star. Uh, definitely an all star in the making. Um, for sure. And, and so to have that coming off your bench with a bunch of young guys who haven't played very much. You get that steady contributor. Um, I think I think it's best for them right now. I, I have to agree. They are they are definitely struggling defensively. Um, they're this is a team that's typically top five. They're currently ranked. I want to find this. They're ranked fifteenth, tied for fifteenth uh, defensive rating. So I know it's early in the year, and there, there's a lot of everybody's pretty congested in terms of that. But um, this is a little bit off of who they usually are. They're usually a top. Defender. So uh, I think that's due to young guys. You got to think about the guys they're missing too. I mean, they're missing Gary Payton, who was their best defender. Um, Damian Lee, who was just a solid role player. 
And I, I agree with your take. Young guys, I mean, shoot, Kaminga's like 19 years old, maybe 20 years old. Yeah. Like, you know, and so is, wise, yeah. so is Wiseman. So, um, yeah, I'm not worried at all. They'll figure it out. Um, and that's, it's, it's like well, it's like if the you know if the Bulls started three and four back in '96, like would anybody care, right? '97, right. like nobody cared. Uh, that's how I feel about the about, about the Warriors right now. Jeez, right. I, I don't mean to completely bring back the Nets, but they were on kind of a list of like they were one in five really until last night. Um, we concern. I mean, I personally, I am a little not, concerned. I, I, really, I am a little concerned about the Nets. I mean, head coaching change in the midst of being two and five. Not and a good look. That's why. Um, how do I say this? The Nets. The difference between the lack of concern with the Warriors and the concern with the Nets is one: uh, older superstars. Two, just like. The, the Warriors are much more proven than the Nets. What have the Nets? Oh, yeah. What have the Kevin Durant Nets been able to accomplish? Literally nothing. So what's their real ceiling here? A first or second round exit? Like, yeah, they could get back to that. Like, yeah, but that's it. <laughs> so I just don't see the vision, honestly. Unless they bring in, if they bring in Udoka and that defensive culture, that, that's that's really the bottom line. This team has struggled since day one, since it was formed. They were better with D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, that's a odd take. Yeah, the same result as uh, last year. Um, yeah, I'd have to agree. And, like, there's definitely some, you know, it, definitely not a positive beginning for them. But I think ultimately they should bounce back. Getting Ima Hidoka would greatly help there really contender chances. I mean, that's what it would have to be. I, I think if they get just a casual interim coach, I know I think I had him on my three or four seed. I think second round exit does seem – I don't see them in the final, the conference finals. I don't. No. I don't think they're one of the top two teams in the East. Definitely not coming out of the East. That's my opinion. But, um, no, yeah, they no. I, they I definitely think, can't beat the Bucs. Yeah, no, that's just – yeah, they, they, that was a fun game to watch. Uh, Steve Nash got ejected. That probably helped contribute to his firing. But <laughs> I, I guess uh, my last concerning teams, the Clippers, it's really, I say team, but the Kawhi concern grows more to me because he just can't stay on the floor. Like John Wall, who's been out for like two or three years, has been playing more minutes than Kawhi. They've been using him off the bench when he plays. And I'm just kind of curious on – there's definitely no panic because the Clippers seem to figure it out every year, but is there a concern, especially in the Kawhi camp? Um, we briefly touched on this last week. I, I, I'm i concerned. I really am. If it, this yeah. is – why is he coming off the bench? Why is he not playing? Okay, so I, in my sense, if we're going to load manage, it should be – you're going to play your normal minutes or not play at all. Because at some right. point, at some point, this is becoming stupid. Like, sure, it you're is. going to play, you're going to play 20 minutes every game until April. And then we're just going to throw you into the starting lineup. 
how is that gonna like met how is that gonna mesh with your team how is that gonna work yeah. right like it, it doesn't unless you're planning unless he's just really injured and he's just a shell of who he was and we don't know that uh and he's just he's a role player for that team and, and he's accepted that role which i, I just find ridiculously unlikely uh yeah, yeah i am i am concerned about Kawhi leonard's health i think that what we're being told is is partially not true and yeah. Uh, and yeah it's speculation but it, it just doesn't make sense um because if, if this really is all about load management and keeping him healthy why are you playing at all at one at some point if you're that scared of getting hurt like it's not that yeah, you know, I, I'm not saying that he Crazy. has to play 48 minutes, but like he could at least play 25. <laughs> like, like I, I at Agreed. some point you got to play basketball, man. Like you're two and five, and that's the other side too. Is if they were winning, you'd be like, all right, you know, it's working. So you know, winning cures everything. But they're two and five. Like they're not good. So they need him. Yeah, yeah. They 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 need his input. They need his output. Sorry. So yeah, I am concerned. May, not about the Clippers, but more about Kawhi. That's, yeah, pretty much how I feel in the aspect of Clippers are going to make playoffs till they've been doing. Paul George, even again, still looks really good. But, yeah, for Kawhi's sake and just honestly, the Clippers' chances at anything this year, you're going to need Kawhi. I mean, that's just plain and simple. It's been like that every year. It's like, oh, this team could be so good with Kawhi. It'd be so good. I'm tired. You get to see it. No, I'm yeah, tired. Like I'm tired of waiting for it. Right. Like, it needs to be seen. And if we're not going to see it again, that's – you got to be really disappointed as Steve Ballmer. The whole reason they even brought in Paul George was to attract Kawhi. And Paul George has been more reliable, which yeah. is crazy to say it, especially at the time when Paul George was coming off the uh, Dame walk-off. <laughs> uh, but you know, I'll give it. I do think Paul George went from like very overrated to a little underrated camp of things. Like he underrated can be a number one option. Overhated, like for sure, fast. Yeah, and um, you mentioned Dame. Um, <laughs> Trailblazers are five and one, and um, this this might age in this might it might take here. Uh, might might age like fine wine here because this is I'll even admit unexpected to be five and one. I understand it's six games, like I'm not jumping yeah. ahead, but like to pull up the standings and to see them atop the West is just still just doesn't feel, feels weird. <laughs> um, early thoughts on the Trailblazers here. I mean, are, are they are they a legit top six seed? You know, no play in, I guess. Yeah, just how deep the West is, I think they're going to find themselves in the plan. And we'll see, you know, how that roster is playing at the time. But, like, yeah, right now they look good. But also, like, the Jazz look good. And so, like, those are two teams that I'm, like, kind of – I can't hate on at the moment. It's like, wow, they're playing well. But I'm, I'm watching. I'm like, there's some things that aren't going to, you know, always happen. Like Lori Markinen basically looking like Dirk is just not. Yeah, the Jazz. The Jazz night. feel like the New York Giants right now. I, I know much. what I know what you are. And they're yeah, both six and, and two. So, 
Yeah, and I don't think the Trailblazers are on that extent of like they're not going to make playoffs because I, I will be shocked if the Jazz get a play in. Really, like they yeah. should be bottom well, I, four team. I, I can see the Jazz getting to ten. <sighs> you know what? Though, like at this, it's hard to. Well, I mean, it's just, it's just a matter. Great. It's just a matter of numbers game at this point. Like, it, it, you know how hard it is to not make the play in. Like if if you're an average team, you should like if you if you win half your games, you right. should be right around that. For the bottom five teams in the West, and personally, I'd probably put them in there. Well, you, that's because you're saying the Lakers are better than them, and I, I, I think <laughs> I, they at least get a play in, like at uh, the bare minimum. I don't think they're bottom five. There's teams way like the Spurs come to mind is like. Are in the Spurs. That's another. That's another five and two. That's another surprise. Yeah, uh, it's just and like again, weird. It's just weird. I don't have much to say. Like Doc and Pirtle's been going off. Like I don't know. The the West is gonna figure itself out um, as we <laughs> as we keep going because I don't see the Blazers getting the one seed. I don't. Um, <laughs> but I could see them maybe if they're gonna if they're gonna be this good. I could see them maybe getting the six seed. Like if they're just gonna not, if this is sustainable, um, yeah, that's good feeling warm. Yeah, I think that that, I think that's accurate. Um, all right, I, I I I do have let's let's pivot from the player talk here or from the team talk here, and let's talk about players. Who are your who's your biggest surprise so far? Yeah, I mean, I know I touched on it, but Lori Markinen like actually looking good. <laughs> yeah, it's such a crazy just concept, even. Um, Greg is. I thought even just playing with the Cavs helped his case. There's a lot of bigs and whatnot to focus on that weren't him. So I thought, well, going to the Jazz, he's the only guy that's with like Colin Sexton and. George Clarkson, like they, they don't have a lot of people, so I just thought teams would kind of key in on them at least a bit more, and it just really has mattered. The guy looks really good. He sustains it. Bulls might regret getting rid of him in the first place. We'll see, though. It's like you said, it's, it's How about, so early, uh, and I don't know. Like Dennis Smith Jr. has been playing actually pretty well for the Hornets. Like, there's just some. Interesting names, but I don't know. You got any that come to mind? Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, it is a weird question because, like, you want to pick a guy who's not a superstar. <laughs> um, yeah. Guy that comes to mind that I've, you know, it's weird, but guy that comes to mind that I think has been playing really good. Uh, this is Tyrese Halliburton's first full season in Indiana. Indiana. Um, yeah. he's averaging 21 and nine and a half or 22 and nine and a half. So uh, I think this was a great trade, like mm-hmm. at like it, a year or so removed, maybe a little bit less from Indiana's perspective. Um, things should not have moved off from that quick. Oh, no, not, not in a million years. So I am, I am a Tyrese Halliburton growing fan and, uh, I just like the way he plays. And I think that he, shoot, let me, let me double check their record. Oh, they're three. But I mean, the Pacers aren't going to be anything special. Um, but I think that he's, he's competitive. He's been. 
I don't think he's that big of a surprise to be these good numbers, but I just want to give him a shout out, I guess. Yeah. Actually, his teammate is like, I think, the big rookie surprise. Not to himself. Uh, Benedict Mathurin, I believe, is the name. He has been averaging like 20 something off the bench. And going in, like, he's somebody asked him about like playing as, how it feels like playing against LeBron or whatever. And he's like, LeBron should feel better like playing against me or whatever. Like, he's, <laughs> like he, like, he's just very confident. And for a rookie, you love it. But to see it translate literally in the first couple of games, when I don't even think he was drafted extremely high. I believe he was mid first round. Uh, he, he's really the only contender right now with Paolo for uh, rookie of the year. But I mean, Paolo's been sensational so far. Yeah, he has. That was a good, good rookie of the year pick. He's been, he's been very solid. Um, yeah. Another guy, I don't know how I missed him. Another guy who's, who I think is a budding superstar. Um, and uh, he's been a surprise to me to be this good, is uh, SGA, averaging uh, 31 points, five rebounds, and seven assists so far this year. Mm. Um, 31 points is ridiculous. <laughs> if you ask me, on, on a Thunder team that's not good on paper, so young, right. and, and, and you know, once they actually start trying to win games, I think that they could be good. But uh, – yeah, Shy, he, he showed flashes like this last year. And, and when they, I, I, literally, they don't let him play and they cite load management and it's becoming a joke. It's Victor Wemignana, uh load management because it's, he, it's, so, it's so clear what they're trying to do. Um, yeah. He's so good. He is, I, I'm a big SGA fan. I think that this Thunder team in like two or three years, especially if they get Victor Wemignana, could be ridiculous i mean just just, just just ridiculous because we're not even talking about josh giddy uh, and the other young guys young pieces that they also don't let play because they want to lose games um, right and i i this has been my biggest surprise just just the number 31 points a game in my opinion is ridiculous i know it's only six games but um and i don't even think he's played every game but yeah it's, yeah, I think he's he played five games. Definitely keep on that pace. You he know, could, he's too. definitely capable. Like he's an extreme. Like he's still, I think, underrated. <laughs> really. Yeah, like, and that's why I'm saying this is he needs to stop. I mean, he needs to be put in a in in whatever the next tier is. He needs to be in that and on the yeah. cusp of getting to the one after that because yeah, no, he's, he's definitely one of the guards. Like uh, he should be an all star. He's a superstar. Like he. Definitely. And I think for the Thunder case, their best case scenario is like the Pelicans, where all your young guys all of a sudden are healthy and you look like a threat. Yeah. Granted, I don't I know. That, I mean, turn out this year. I think it's uh, still a matter of if that team can stay healthy, as well as Drew Cohn they are. But hey, the Thunder, like Giddy, Shy. Two seven footers and Chet and Victor Wembanyama. I don't care who the fifth guy is. Yeah. That is deadly. That's, that's gonna be crazy. It's pretty ridiculous. Um, and we are getting ahead of ourselves a little bit with that Victor Wembanyama assumption. But when you have three I mean, draft picks guys, to be able to trade to just whoever yeah, gets that, whoever wins the lottery, four and pulling from Curryland. Like, well, I'm not saying we're getting ahead of ourselves on. 
Victor Wembanyama himself. I'm just saying if the Thunder can get him um, is yet to be seen because I guarantee if the Rockets get the number one pick, they're not going to – it doesn't matter what Sam Presti shows them. It's going to take <laughs> – it's, it's, you know, it's going to yeah, come down the lottery. It's not going to be a better prospect for a while. That's no. really the no. best. No. I think it's it. the best prospect since, since LeBron. Yeah. I think that's, I, I think it's a fair statement it's, uh, yeah. from a prospect perspective. Right. Because, yeah, really, not in the so, last years have I seen a number one pick anything near this. Yeah. I think that's that's fair. Um, you want to pivot to some better or worse? Yeah, yeah. This is this Ball is the, moving. this is the fun one with with uh, basketball teams. I, I'll put you on the spot first. Um, better or worse? Let me let me let me let me find a name here. Better or worse? Kyrie Irving will go. Actually, we know we already did this, didn't we? I think we did Ja. Oh, we did Ja. And yeah. you brought up Kyrie, and I was like, Ja all the way. All right. Um let me let me change that. Let me change that then. Um better or worse, DeJounte Murray. Okay. Um let me let me let me I'm gonna pull up his numbers so far this year with his new team in Atlanta. But uh, DeJounte Murray this year is averaging. Did I do this one before? I don't think so. For the season? I don't think so. Okay. Oh, no, you did it for me, I think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like DeJounte Murray. Uh, Oh, you want to flip your tray on. Yeah. All right. Let's do Trey Young then. We'll do Trey Young. Sorry, guys. We should have prepared. Uh, this. Um, Trey Young stats for reference this year. He's averaging 29, 10, 29 and 10. And I don't know how many rebounds. Three. Typical. Yeah. It's um, a bull Trey Young style. So, Trey Young, we'll start. Um, we'll start. Let me make it a little easy. Uh, we'll go Jordan Poole. Trey Young. Yeah. Okay. Figured. Figured. <laughs> Um, just get yeah, start out, guys. They play a little bit similar style. So, Trey Young or Kyrie Irving? Kyrie Irving, just because he can. Wow. Be, yeah, it's they're, they're kind of striking me as the same player. Um, I think Trey Young can. He's a little bit more aggressive, so he gets the line more. But in terms of like offensive capability, I'd say it's relatively the same and. Kyrie's definitely a better defender in my eyes. Just due to his size, just Treyon's just so small on the court. And okay. uh, not against him. It's just gotta take that into account. Okay. I disagree. <laughs> but <laughs> um Trey Young or we'll keep the ball rolling. Trey Young or D'Angelo Russell. Trey Young, yeah. Okay. Trey Young or Luka Doncic. Nah, yeah, Lucas. Yeah, he's so much better in my opinion. He's figured, figured. He's top, you know, five in the NBA at least. Trey Young or Devin Booker? Ah, yeah, that's a tough one. But just, uh, just Devin Booker, I guess, in those like 
technically had more, but it's not like you could flip the guys because the team of Chris Paul and Trey Young would just not work. I'm going to have to go with Devin Booker. Just I think he's just a better fit for most teams. I would have to agree. score as well, but he still scores in like still pretty automatic. Uh, so yeah, I'll have to go for Devin Booker. Sorry guys, that's not for me. I know it sounds like they're outside <laughs> I was about mouth. to I was about to ask. It's uh, yeah, this is going on here, man. You got uh, Walter hope, White up. I really hope somebody's like not. It's so close. Wow, that is really close. <laughs> they do they just right by the front door. Sorry about that. No, oh, no worries. We'll keep break. keep it rolling. Trey Young or Damian Lillard. Yeah. Especially the way I watching this game play this season, it's kind of, you know. I again I'm never gonna be like, oh Dame better than Curry, but there there was a good crowd at a certain point, like not long ago, that was Dame yeah, is better than Steph Curry. People are but that was we, I think we could all agree that was an extreme overreaction. It's Steph it's Curry just like Curry. the Justin Herbert better than Mahomes argument. Like it's it's just not there. <laughs> but yeah. to Dame's credit, he's better than Trey Young in my eyes. And like he's just he's one of those guys that can go for forty. Well, Dame has of. proven Dame has proven that he can be on a bad roster and still carry a team to playoff success, relevant. Right, and uh, that was where Trey has some. I know they got to the East Finals. Did they get to the East Finals? They did. Uh, I believe it was last year. Um, um I don't know. I, I Dame's not got not more, like not like last like the year prior. Like. Dame's got a bigger body of work, I guess, is, yeah. is where I'm headed with that. No, um, it's very fair. All right, one more. Uh, Trey Young or Ja Morant? Ja. It's your boy. Team. And, yeah, I, I know, but, yeah, I, I guess Trey Young technically has made it farther in the playoffs, but I just feel like Ja is – definitely done more with less in terms of objectively speaking on all the roster is criminally underrated but I also don't think it's got some of the talent logs have had um, and yeah I don't know I, I just don't think I can make the argument that like Jock can just finish better he can play defense the only thing he just can't is shoot as well as Trey Young but I, I overall just think he's a better player All right. what is your thought what do you think I would, yeah, lean, I would lean. Curious. I would lean. Ja. Um, he would lean. Ja. I think okay. he's, he, he's a, more of a game changer. Um, he's but, more complete. He's got more complete. Like, but but I, I think fun. that he, he, on a numbers game, they're right there. So I really could listen. I could be talked into either or. I think um, it's it's a yeah very like one a one b situation. Yeah, I think that Trey Young is. In his like, and we say this for so many people, but Trey Young right now is like, in his like, if he was Jordan, he's in like 1986, like, like you know, like yeah. scoring 60 points against the great Celtics, like he's, or like you know, LeBron's Cavs days, right, or, or like like Kobe, like post Shaq, where he's like trying to figure out how to 
have championship success. And I do believe that he will get there. Will he win a championship? I don't know, but he will get to the championship caliber level of success um, and be a contender at some point in his career. And they're still finding the roster pieces to put around, to build around him. So, uh, and exactly. the same, same exact thing goes for John actually. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a toss up. Yeah. All right. I'll uh, take, because I, I do have a very interesting player that I know there's going to be a very vast majority, well, not majority, variety of opinions. And uh, Andrew Wiggins. Better or oh, worse. boy. Uh, yeah, there's oh, boy. some interesting ones. So we'll, we'll start it off a little bit easier. Uh, better or worse, Jalen Brown. That is not easy. <laughs> really? yeah, I'll yeah. go Jalen Brown. I guess it is easier on, on second thought, but yeah, Jalen yeah. Brown. Okay. Okay. Well, that actually puts me kind of where I went for you. Okay. Andrew Wiggins or Tobias Harris? Wiggs. Andrew Wiggins or Ben Simmons? Come on. <laughs> if you're ever going to find a Ben Simmons. It's very interesting. No, you're never – let me just preface this for the future of every podcast ever. You will never find a bigger Ben Simmons slanderer than than I. So Fair, uh, fair. Very Andrew, fair. Andrew Wiggins. I'm going to do uh, some quick Warriors just internal layer hierarchy. Uh, Andrew Wiggins or Jordan Poole? I'll go pool. I'll, I'll go okay. pool. In terms of importance for the future of that organization, I think it goes pool. Uh, for sure. A better player? You know, that's tough. I, I'll stick with pool for now. I think, like, he's a, he, like, like, obviously, Wiggins, this year too. Wiggins, Wiggins starts, obviously, but like, I think that pool has a higher ceiling of impact on a game than yeah. Andrew Wiggins does. Okay. Um, Andrew Wiggins or Draymond Green? Draymond. Oh, really? Okay. I, yeah. Well, Dray- peak, Draymond is peak, yes. Draymond right now. This season? This season, Wiggins. But I, I okay. like, we, like we said, I think that, that that's going to change. You know, I, that, that um, moved around. Yeah. I think Draymond's defensive impact is, is second to – very few ever. So um yeah, Draymond Green. But if you're gonna get, if you're gonna go Clay Thompson next, I'll take Wiggins. Interesting. No, that was that was good to know. Um Andrew Wiggins or Anthony Edwards? That's a great question. Um Edwards right now, well I just I did just pull up his numbers. Um let me backtrack on this a little bit. Anthony Edwards right now um Edward's ceiling is much higher, but right now I, I'd For like sure. to see I'd like to see more um, as my most improved player pick, if that makes sense. Now the, the Wolves are actually playing pretty good, but um, I'm going to go Wiggins right now just because he's more proven. If you talk to me in three months, I think it could be Edwards by a mile, but Wiggins mm-hmm. is more proven. He had the All Star selection last year. Um, this one's close though. Cool. Yeah, duly noted. Um, and as I stated, Edward's ceiling is extremely higher in terms of potential impact on a game. And that usually is my mark for who I pick as better. 
but yeah yeah no i'm just trying to think of really other names because the only one i'm really thinking that i like want to know the answer to right now is middleton middleton assuming you're gonna go middleton yeah yeah interesting but you definitely had wiggins higher than i initially anticipated i, I wasn't sure i think he's a little i think he's a little like like how do I say he's this? Still like, underrated. I think he's under. I think he's a little underrated still, which is which is weird to say because he got a lot of hype last year. But like, it was um, it's it's that bad rap of because he was a number one pick. Like to go he's back to like to go back to Edwards, right? Like Edwards has the potential to be a bona fide superstar, MVP level talent, right? Like that's there. We know that's not there for Wiggins. But right now, Wiggins is finding the best success of his career as the number 2.5 option on the Warriors. And he's becoming a great defensive contributor in a championship caliber setting, right? He had the best season of his career last year. Uh, and Edwards Very is true. just, he, he, like, I, like I said, like Edwards is just, he's right there in terms of talent. And I think that raw talent, I'm going Edwards. But right now, he's just not proven enough. That's what I said. Like, if you talk to me in, in even a month and Edwards runs, like, he just gets hot and he starts to take those steps to be the most improved player and be the super big all star. Um, then, yeah, it could be Edwards by a mile. But I, Wiggins is just, he's just weirdly, he's in a weird crowd. Like, like people could say, like, you're going to respect wherever somebody puts him on their list, if that makes sense. It's like, oh, yeah, I could see him being. Obviously not maybe top five, but like I could see him being um, in an A tier of small forwards. I could also see the argument for him being in a C tier of small forwards. Like it's just like, yeah, it's 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 weird. So um, I got one for you though. Okay. And this is this is going to be a little. This is so. This is non-current players, all-time legacy. Hmm. Interesting. I'm going to put you on the spot here. I'm going to see how far you go with this guy. Oh, boy. Better or worse all time than Giannis Antetokounmpo. Interesting. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, as that's of hard. as of today, November 1st. So, you know. Um, yeah. Where do I want to start this? Because I feel like he's very he's, – you know, we'll start with this. Kawhi Leonard. All time, yes. That's the debate. Because I believe all time, Giannis got more MVPs and the same amount of rings. I mean, I think Kawhi's got maybe one or two with the Spurs, but like went and led his own team. I- I'm gonna say Giannis without shame. Yeah, I don't think. I think that that's. Cool. I think that's fair. Yeah, I don't think Kawhi's Kawhi does have. Kawhi does have. Accolades. Kawhi does have one more championship. Right, but he was like not like the main guy. Like, something won, I don't count. One Finals MVP. Yeah, but that doesn't stack up to Giannis's like actual MVPs. That's my no. I agree. I, I would take Giannis. Over. I'll take I'll take Giannis over Kawhi. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about championships? Earned championships. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Giannis or Kevin Durant. Here I so. Oh man, that is 
It was very tough, and just out of the respect of Katie, he's still playing, so he's still going to keep adding to his legacy. Oh, wow. But, like, right it's sort of not to be a biased fan. Like, I mean, right now, currently, Giannis is the better player. It's, like, all time, what they've done with their careers. It, it could, you could very well call it a wash. I think as, as a lead is – I disagree. Katie. You think Giannis is better or KD? I think right now KD is clearly more accomplished than than He's a 30,000 – well, he's like a 1,000 points away from being – maybe a little bit more, but from being a 30,000-point scorer. But it's the matter of, like, yeah, he's got the offense. Like, in terms of that, like, the offensive accolades are great. But then Giannis is, like, on the other side of the defensive accolades. And then – Stacking up the MVPs and the championships, it's close. I guess I would feel probably better about giving the edge to KD. I don't think it's as bold, but I definitely see a lot of people making the Giannis argument for sure. All right, all right. I almost, <laughs> I almost got you to just say something. It was close. close, very close. Uh, Giannis or Larry Bird. This is kind of like a trick question because I know, like, one on one. Is that a trick question? Era, like, <laughs> yeah, like, Giannis would just destroy Larry Bird. Uh, Bird like, I believe Bird, I know he has three MVPs for sure. Um, and that's the, I think Giannis, like, already has almost has had the same length of a career as Bird. And I almost kind of like Katie over Bird as well. Like, I think I'm going to go with no. Giannis, but, dude, I just – it's like, dude, you, you can't tell me, like, Larry, I love Larry Legend, but, like, Giannis, like, in a one-on-one, Giannis is destroyed. I think that, that – I think that Giannis, Giannis over Bird is a much more I, – I would agree with that 100 times before uh, Durant over Bird. Right. And that's why I was like, I'm so – wait. What, yes. What? Yes. Like. Well. Actually, you, you I miss Katie's. I miss. I miss. Let me. Let me. Let me figure out what I because I totally just messed up what I was trying to say. Um, yeah. What I'm getting at is I agree with what you're saying about the one-on-one. Like they match up better in a one-on-one. Like Giannis will beat, would would beat Bird in one-on-one easier than KD would. I still think KD would win, but like, um, yeah. Does that make sense? That's what I was trying. Like okay. I, I said okay. that way incorrect because yeah, I, was, I took KD over yeah. over KD over Giannis. So, um, yeah, it's your question though. So, you're picking Giannis. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, how about Giannis over Magic? I believe Magic's got like a lot of awards, man. A lot of awards. Was really good for a long time. And it, like, honestly, kind of changed how the game was played. Um, I, I, yeah, I think I unfortunately think Giannis just needs to play a little bit longer. Really, at the end of the day. The difference is, is the difference is Bird has three rings and Magic has five. And that's a yeah, big, that's a that's big such film. a key. And it's like, yeah, I still think Giannis is winning a one-on-one, but 
that's not really that wasn't Magic's game or what made it great. Yeah, it was what he could do for the team around him and whatnot. And, um, Bird was like more of a scorer, so I take that into account. But yeah, I'll, I'll go with Magic is better. All right, guys, still arguably it's the best point guard of all time. All right, um, two or three more. We'll go Giannis better or worse than Kobe Bryant. Kind of feels like bait. Yes, that's exactly know. what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to take it. I don't. I'll just stick with Kobe. Right. I think at the end of the Giannis's career, it's going to be interesting. But that's very valid. But right now, not right now. No. Um. Let me let me see if I can find. Uh, all right. Let's go one more. Magic Johnson, better or worse than Carl Malone. Are we doing Magic Johnson or Giannis? I meant to say Giannis. Why did I say Magic Johnson? <laughs> oh, it was like Magic. Um, but even this is like. Keep in mind, Carmelo scored. Um, I know. Second most points ever. Third most. And second Malone got an MVP and all that. But it's like Malone never got a ring. He, in terms of like, you look at their skills and like what they do. Giannis is a bigger, faster, better Carl Malone. It's like, it's again, probably you could say recency or era bias, but I think accolades like have to, you have to like look at them objectively, really. Like it's just. Well, I mean, let me ask you this question. How, how heavy do you weigh championships? I weigh them. I, again, also like environment and like, like as Charles Bark said, like, or were you the bus driver essentially, or just a bus rider? And I think that, like, that's why Kawhi's obviously his Raptors championship is more valuable than Spurs one. Both are valuable though. Like, I do put a lot of yeah. weight in that, probably more than even like how many points you've scored in your career, but not like Kawhi in terms of all time, like, career numbers is crap, but we all know what he can bring. Yeah. Like, some guys just don't have his the longevity factor um so like yeah i can appreciate carl malone's longevity but like that's really the only reason you could put him above the honest it's not for anything else in my opinion in terms of awards or anything like that it's just he scored more points and he was just better for a longer time so they're not better but good for a long time you get the idea i'm gonna go with Giannis. And, I think that's yeah. Cool. I'm not really thinking twice about it. I, I don't know if they're even. You did, what do you mean? You literally did think twice about it. I, I was, I was thinking, <laughs> but like, as I really walk it through, like, you can't, no, no one, like, if you're picking, like, we want, like, all time, no one is taking Carl Malone off the honest. No, I like, agree. I understand I you agree. look at, like, the scoring and the records. It's like, oh, he's better, per se, but uh, I just can't do that as a basketball fan. I, I agree. So. Yeah, that's that's that, that's okay. that's that's all I got to try no, and bait, yeah, to try and bait you into taking Giannis too high. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely I like the the all time one. I'll, I'll have a one cooking for you next week for sure. For okay, sure. I'm debating if I'm gonna throw you a a you know typical one you have opinions for or one that's gonna be interesting. I'm really gonna think about it. I was also curious. A I don't know if you've uh, watched the Inside the NBA with Shaq, Chuck, Kenny. They got that segment with Charles Barkley, who he played for. 
I think that would be pretty interesting to do before <laughs> next. I just I think who he played before oh we gosh. yeah before we get into uh you know the season we start recognizing who is where we should and again I'm not gonna do anything you know out of character or what this week just look for guys on rosters that the only requirement is they have to have played like they have to be like a journeyman all right we'll have to say they have to have played for four or five years at least in the league like they have to We'll set right. at five. We want to look for like the bombs that are like this guy's still in the league. Like what that's was um? Oh, I'm already thinking of one, and I hope he's still in the league. I gotta think of that guy's name. I I I I, I, I he was I he was actually play. like known for what for what happened. Um, yeah, I'll get you on him next week. Uh, all right, that's a great segment. We are definitely yeah, it's gonna be fun week. for sure. Um, but yeah, but yeah guys, I, look I, forward to that. Any uh, closing thoughts? No, I think ultimately, you know, it's these basketball episodes is really just speculation at this point. We're still, yeah, yeah we got some results to start the season, but it's not no, it's quite just, nearly enough. It's just talk at this point. Yeah, we're probably in the next two weeks. Except we're for the Lakers. Handle, They're trash. You know, the Lakers yeah. are bad. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right, we'll see about that. All right, all right. Well, I think these next two weeks should hopefully be bad. It can't be worse than what's happened. Knock on wood, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm did you see? Uh, did you see the clip of Anthony Davis like going up for a layup? I think it was on. I don't know if it was on Shackton Fool, but he goes up for a layup, and it might have been on TikTok. I saw it, and they were like, "Anthony Day to Day Davis back at it again." And it's like right at the end of the Nuggets game, and he goes up for the layup, and then he just like comes down, and he's like, "Oh, oh and it's like holding his back, his back yeah. and it's just like hobbling down the floor, and it's like, dude, this dude is just." At what point do we just say he's so injury It's just get like, a chiropractor. I, it's insane. I, the amount of like just back injuries I see, he almost went the whole episode without it. <laughs> um, yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of the uh, siren noises on your behalf here, so we apologize. Yeah, for that. Sorry about that. First, first really the cops showed up, and then now and now the uh, moving it's, truck. It's the fault of living in Milwaukee. You know, I, I really need to just like, <laughs> this entire room. I'd probably sleep better at night if I did. Um, but, um, yeah, as always, thank you guys for listening. Um, be sure to check us out on TikTok, YouTube. Um, if you haven't, you know, subscribe to the YouTube, follow us on TikTok, follow us on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, we're going to keep pushing content out to you guys. We appreciate all you listeners. So, um, yes, sir. Yeah. With that being said, as always, Christian, have a good one, man. And uh, yes, see you guys on Thursday for – oh, I guess uh, we should pick our Thursday nights, Thursday night football teams here. Oh, yeah, just get the pick out of the way. Get the pick out of the way. Let me – I forgot who it was. So Thursday night football. That's not – Texans and Eagles. That's a – Oh, wow. That's is that is that really it? That's a terrible game. Well, yeah, Eagles. I guess we're both thinking the, we're both thinking I, the Eagles. If anything else happens, there's something in the air. Uh, <laughs> yeah, wow. I smell something fishy here. Um, yeah. Week nine. Yeah, it's Eagles-Texans. All right, we're both picking the Eagles. Um, 
I don't even need to talk about that. So, um, yeah, Christian, you have a good one. Thanks again for listening, guys. Be sure to check us out on everything. And uh, until Thursday, you know, take it easy. Yes, sir.